0: Welcome to this meditation for the week of February 1st, 2023. In this meditation, we will hear from the prophets Isaiah, from the Hebrew Bible. We will hear from Jesus, from the Gospel of Matthew in the New Testament. We will hear a meditation from the late Dr. Howard Thurman, in honor of Black History Month that begins this week. Dr. Thurman was one of the great preachers, teachers, and spiritual advisors, and mystical writers of the 20th century, and we'll be hearing a reading this morning from his book Meditations of the Heart. Let us begin this time of meditation by centering ourselves with our breathing. I invite you to find a comfortable place to sit. I invite you to place your feet on the floor, feel the connection between your body and the ground beneath you the earth that holds us and sustains us. I invite you to raise your hands, your arms, above your head and stretch your spine. I invite you to put your hands, your arms down in front of you. You may close your eyes for this breathwork exercise. We're going to take three deep breaths together, each one inhaling to the count of seven and exhaling to the count of ten. Let us begin. Breathe in. breath of life breathe out emptying your body of the breath reading from the prophet Isaiah, the 58th chapter. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast but you do not see? Why humble ourselves but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush, and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke? to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, Then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt you shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live on. This prophet's words reminds us that God is more interested in justice, in liberty to the oppressed, in hospitality and welcome to the outcast, the hungry, the poor, the afflicted, the suffering ones. All of our religious doings, our spiritual practices, our Sunday gatherings, our attractive celebrations, they are in vain and mean nothing to God if we are not doing the work of justice. It is in the work of justice that we bring healing to the world, that we become repairers and restorers, a watered garden, a light in the darkness. When we respond To the call of the needy God is with us and now from the Gospel of Matthew the words of Jesus you are the salt of the earth but if salt has lost its taste how can its saltiness be restored it is no longer good for anything but is thrown out and trampled underfoot you are the light of the world This week we hear a reflection from the great Dr. Howard Thurman. Howard Thurman was one of the great preachers of the 20th century, a spiritual advisor to Martin Luther King Jr., the first black dean at a white university co-founder of the first interracially pastored intercultural church in the United States. This is from a book of 54 meditations, prayers, and reflections by Howard Thurman called Meditations of the Heart. A lull in the rhythm of doing the place of prayer and meditation in the life of modern man is limited and hedged in by the multiplicity of details to which attention must be given as a normal part of daily experience it is true that in some sense a man's whole life may be regarded as his prayer ordinarily what a man does is an expression of his intent and his intent is the focusing of his desiring, and his desires are the prayers of his heart. But such explanations are far from satisfactory. There is no argument needed for the necessity of taking time out for being alone, for withdrawal, for being quiet without and still within. The sheer physical necessity is urgent because the body and the entire nervous system cry out for the healing waters of silence. One could not begin the cultivation of the prayer life at a more practical point than deliberately to seek each day and several times a day a lull in the rhythm of daily doing, a period when nothing happens that demands active participation. It is a wonderful way with which to begin the day and to bring one's day to an end. At first the quiet times may be quite barren or merely a retreat from exhaustion. One has to get used to the stillness even after it has been achieved. The time may be used for taking stock, for examining one's life direction, one's plans, one's relations, and the like. This in itself is most profitable. It is like cleaning out the closets or the desk drawers and getting things in order. The time may be used for focusing and refocusing one's purposes in the light of what at first may be only One's idea of the best and the highest. Then quiet changes begin to take place. Somewhere along the way, one's idea of the best and the highest takes on a transcendent character and one begins to commune, to communicate with one's idea of the best and the highest. Only a man does not talk to or with an idea when the awareness of God comes in. How he entered, one does not know. One is certain that he has been there all the time. This assurance is categorical and becomes the very core of one's faith. Indeed, it becomes more and more one's faith. Suppose you begin now, this day, with the use of the quiet time in some such fashion as suggested. A blessing from A Book of Blessings called To Bless the Space Between Us by John O'Donoghue Blessed be the longing that brought you here, and quickens your soul with wonder. May you have the courage to listen to the voice of desire that disturbs you when you have settled for something safe. May you have the wisdom to enter generously into your own unease, to discover the new direction your longing wants you to take. May the forms of your belonging, in love, creativity, and friendship, be equal to the grandeur and the call of your soul. May the one you long for, long for you. May your dreams gradually reveal the destination of your desire. May a secret providence guide your thought and nurture your feeling. May your mind inhabit your life with the sureness with which your body inhabits the world. May your heart never be haunted by ghost structures of old damage. May you come to accept your longing as divine urgency. May you know the urgency with which God longs for you.